0: Because life is better when you've got a cupper on the go. (sighs) This is Backstage Brew. Backstage Brew is live with Tom Hopcroft from a comedy about a bank robbery in the West End. Dude, what's in your brew? Mate, I've got a cup of tea,
1: oat milk, no sugar. What about you? What you got?
0: Okay. I've got a nice little cup of tea with oat milk as well no sugar Have you? how Very weird nice. is that i like your taste yeah it's great so do i <laughs> like yours um so you've cut down from like one sugar to no sugar how's that going for you listen
1: I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with that i like my one sugar but a man's got to lose a bit of weight uh i put on a whole stone <laughs> <laughs> i've put on a whole stone since the start of lockdown so yeah sugar has had to go uh, chocolate has had to go
0: i suppose especially with having such an intense show like a a mischief theater show which is comedy about bank robbery it's so intense the whole time that you probably lose a lot of weight doing that anyway because of the amount of exercise so well that's the thing yeah how have you found not having that exercise
1: well the thing was i was eating so much food during bank robbery because as you're saying like you go on stage and burn a thousand calories a night doing those shows like you you like sweat non-stop for two hours so yeah stopping the show i've kind of just put on weight really quickly because I've been eating the same amount of food so I'm kind of weaning my body off that much food to try and try and kind of take it all off again but yeah it's kind of a weird um you know I've had to start like working out to try and keep muscle which I've not done since starting bank robbery really (laughs) Uh, because bank robbery is as you said so physical that it kind of does it all for you.
0: Yeah 100% and tell us a little bit about comedy about bank robbery for those who haven't seen it.
1: So for those who haven't seen it um the comedy about bank robbery is One of the newest plays by the team, Mischie Theatre, the team behind the play that goes wrong. Uh, Bank robbery has just closed in the West End, uh, but before was in the West End for four years, uh, which is incredibly long time for a a play, only beaten by the play that goes wrong. Um, It's a slapstick farcical bit of craziness for two hours. It's based around a bank in Minneapolis. And... um, Yeah, loads of people basically trying to steal this diamond and everyone failing really miserably.
0: You got to cover quite a few parts within it. How was that?
1: Yeah, you know what? It was absolutely mad. Um, I did the show for two years, so I was kind of lucky. By the second year, I I knew totally what I was doing. I felt totally comfortable in it. But especially that first year, because I toured for a year before I went into the West End. And uh, that first year of touring, um, you know, like constantly having to check my script. Because as you, you know, like... It's so farcical. It's so wordplay. Like the there were literally so many lines <laughs> in the play. Um, but yeah, it was. To be honest, I think I had the most fun on the job, and I think a lot of that, a lot of that was down to the fact that I got to cover all the parts. Like I got to enjoy every single one of the brilliant characters that mischief wrote into the
0: play. Yeah, and obviously going on tour, you must have seen some incredible places because you got to go all over the country.
1: Oh yeah, we did like. Th- 38 cities i think it was in the uk we did edinburgh we went to dublin for a week um yeah i I, I don't want to kind of underplay it because i worked incredibly hard on tour and um being in a show like bank robbery is incredibly taxing and and hard work but i just had the best time on tour i'd just go and do it all again it felt like a holiday at times um you know we all kind of just went out and had a great time basically there were some weeks and you know what it's you know what's weird about tour is that it's the places that you don't expect that you enjoy the most i always knew i was going to enjoy like the big cities and stuff but we had a week in eastbourne and it was me and a few of the other guys in the cast and we just had this like small little cottage on the beach that we stayed in it was really warm the whole week we were there it like really caught me by surprise i had the best time in eastbourne never even heard of Eastbourne before I went on tour. Would you go back? Oh, yeah, 100%. I would definitely go back to Eastbourne, but only on the promise that it would be as good as that week.
0: (laughs) Okay, fine. Right, so you started (laughs) off in musical theatre and you went to Ed. So what would you say is your bit of advice for people who are maybe transitioning between musical theatre and acting? Because, I mean, Bank Robbery is a little bit musical theatre to a certain extent, but, you know, there's a lot more of the acting side required.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I'd just say to any performer, don't pigeonhole yourself. Uh, Believe in your kind of own acting abilities. I always knew that I'd wanted to do musical theatre and plays, and I was lucky enough to sign with an agent that said that she was willing to push me for both. And you know, you've got to be realistic in that. Coming out of Arts Ed as a musical theatre student, it was incredibly unlikely that I'd go straight into a play at the National. You know, it happens, but it was incredibly unlikely. Whereas it's finding those jobs, as you say, like bank robbery, where perhaps it lends itself to more of a musical theatre style which I say in massive brackets because I don't, I don't actually think that's true but uh, it lends itself more to that so kind of my agent as soon as it came up she said this is perfect this will kind of bridge the gap between musical theatre and straight acting or whatever you want to call it um, but I think it's kind of becoming more and more prevalent people switching between the two anyway um, I think that kind of you know, a lot of people in my year who graduated in musical theatre have done as much straight acting as they have. They have musicals and people who, who I know who mm. have graduated um, with a BA honours in acting from RADA or wherever, Lambda, um, Arts Ed, Alra, they've gone to do musicals as well. So I think it's knowing your strengths, knowing, being realistic about what jobs you're going to get um, and understanding what jobs are kind of worth pushing for. And as soon as I got bank robbery through, um. I knew I really wanted it and I just prepared for the audition so much I went and watched the show and I made sure that in that audition I was going to be shit hot that's all I could that's all I could do in that's in that kind of um scenario but yeah I just I just say don't pigeonhole yourself you know um yeah you see kind of see it all the time people saying oh I'm you know I'm I'm a dancer I'm a whatever I say give yourself a bit more credit
0: yeah, hundred percent. And especially with like bank robbery, when that came through, you obviously went to see the show and you did your research for it and got prepped for the role when it mm-hmm. finally, finally came through. But it's a very quick turnaround. And one of the things at the moment that's such a fast turnaround is like self tapes, auditions, like you mentioned your agent there, you know, Bloomfield, who are obviously amazing, but they, um, are going to be sending stuff through for you in lockdown while while you're you know uh, busy at home and how how do you prepare for that while you're at home especially in lockdown is there like a, a self tape situation you've got going on do you have to like set set up as in a certain way
1: yeah i was saying earlier because i, I uh, was living in london till two months ago to the start of lockdown um and i'd kind of got this self tape setup down in london that i was really happy with um and now back up here getting self tapes through you kind of have to reevaluate and kind of figure out what your setup is in the in the new house but I'd, I'd say just whatever you're whatever you're auditioning for and whatever the scenario is you can always do your research and now's a time more than ever where i've got a little bit of time to research into what i'm actually auditioning for and know who i'm auditioning for know what they've done um yeah i just i just think for any my advice for any
0: audition I,
1: yeah I don't really know if I can give advice but my, I would say like my advice for any audition would just
0: be, just be as prepared as you can be yeah and with self-tape specifically there is a challenge that you've been doing that you can actually use to get better at self-tapes quite quickly
1: yeah I would recommend the Manual Puro 21 day self-tape challenge other self-tape challenges are available um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's really it's a, I've done it twice actually um, and basically you get given a self-tape every single day um to record to learn and record and you post it on the Manuel Puro website and you kind of get comments on it from Manuel Puro who's a a casting uh, director from the States it's just a really good way of getting your self-tapes to the best place they can possibly be experimenting what works what doesn't work on self-tapes some things just don't translate on self-tapes and some things really do and it's kind of figuring out the way you tick in self-tapes you know Um, it's like any acting thing It's, it's a process and learning how you get the best results out of yourself if you know what I mean so um, for example when I first started self-taping I would just leave the camera rolling for like an hour and see what I kind of came up with and now I don't so much do that I like I stop recording I take I give myself a second I have a cup of tea I think about what I've just done and you know what I mean you kind of develop how you get the best out of yourself so manual puro self-tape challenge is a really good way of doing that because you literally do 21 of them so mm. <laughs> it's like anything the more hours you put in the better you get at
0: it really so you must be a pro now then
1: i'm pretty good i've done it twice <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there's no excuses now then no no and uh you've got <laughs> loads of other stuff going on at the moment one of which is a podcast that you're doing yourself and you're saying it's quite weird how you're the one who's getting asked the questions rather than asking it tell us a bit about the podcast where people can find yeah. it and what it's about
1: yeah it's really bizarre so uh, myself and uh liam who's was also in the comedy about bank robbery with me we uh, host a podcast called the let's have a chat show we chat to a load of people from comedians to actors to producers to directors uh, to theater owners and we basically just chat about why they do what they do and what they do and how to get there if you're looking um, into becoming a producer uh, if you're looking to own a theater um kind of how they got to where they got to be so We just have a laugh along the way. We play loads of stupid games. Um, We've just finished the first series. So if you haven't listened yet, go back and listen to the whole first series. Um, In the first series, I actually did my first ever stand up gig. We uh, decided that we were going to set each other a challenge for the first series. And mine was to do a stand up gig, which was, by the way, Mark, the craziest thing I've ever done. (laughs) I would not recommend it. Um, But you can find the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, basically wherever you get your. At podcast for me usually so yeah go check it out it's really really good
0: were you good at the stand-up
1: you know what I was better than what I thought it was going to be I thought I was going to be really bad um and don't get me wrong I wasn't that funny but it wasn't a disaster like I went to a place called Comedy Virgins in um Shoreditch and yeah like it's called Comedy Virgins for a reason like you go if you've never done it before And some people were terrible. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but some people were were really bad. (laughs) There were other people who were absolutely brilliant. Um, And I was kind of on the lower end, but I wasn't the worst, I I wouldn't say. People laughed a a few few moments in my five-minute set. But you've got to remember that I was getting help from lots of professional comedians along the way. So we had people coming on the podcast and they'd give me advice on what to put in my set. So if my set was
0: actually awful, they obviously didn't teach me very well.
1: But it wasn't, you know what, it went all right. I wouldn't do it again.
0: Well, at least you got it out of the way and done with. So you've tried some it.
1: Exactly. I've done it. I've done
0: it. Never again. Talking about comedy, though. Obviously, you were in a comedy about a bank robbery. And um, there's some funny stories behind the scenes, but also some funny stories when you're on stage. Uh, One of which, you've got um, kind of like a few super fans out there.
1: (laughs) It's always a good thing when people want to come back to see a show. Um, and when people are passionate about a show that you're in. So,
0: so what advice would you give to people when they're on stage is if the curtain rises and the first thing you see is a super fan waving at you in the front row?
1: I'd I'd say, you know what, it's the same as anything. Just just try and do your job. Um, you know, there are always going to be things that will put you off in shows, like screaming babies, people on phones. There's always going to be things that put you off in shows. And you've just got to really do your job and kind of take your ego out of it. We love fans on the front row. In fact, it's actually quite nice to see fans on the front row. In fact, it's very nice to see the same faces come back.
0: Yeah, but it's it's obviously so nice to see familiar faces come back all the time, especially now as well that we're in lockdown. You must be missing some of those faces. How can people stay in touch with, you know, you guys at home? And, you know, how can they support theatre for, for when it reopens? Obviously, this week we've seen the tragedy with the, the Lyceum Theatre with The Lion King. Um sending our thoughts out to those guys but is there is there anything that anyone else can do to support while we are waiting for the theaters to reopen
1: yeah you know what there's all these uh, things going on instagram people are doing online concerts online gigs and whatnot i think yeah go and support those like why not and um but i think the main thing people can do is just buy as many tickets as they can when theaters reopen just go and visit as much theater show that demand is there i was saying this on a i did a blog last week and they ask pretty much the same question, like what can what can theatre fans do once theatres reopen again? Um and yeah, I just say show that there's a demand for every every theatre, you know, with the kind of um inevitable losses that producers will have had over the last six months, they'll they'll naturally be less inclined to invest in less commercial work. So I think just go and show mm. that there's a there's a demand for every theatre, all theatre, all art go and show that we still want it um yeah and that that would kind of be my my biggest piece of advice i mean who knows like god i'm not the right person to ask that question to but just go and ask go and watch theater that's my that's my main bit of advice really
0: <laughs> yeah dude as well also uh, where can people find you like if they want to keep in touch with the work that you're up to maybe some self tapes that you're posting or any projects that you're about to appear in after lockdown
1: yeah just hit, hit me up on twitter at tom underscore hopcroft or instagram at tom underscore hopcroft as well feel free to drop me a message um yeah it's always nice to kind of keep in contact with people and stuff so
0: yeah mate thank you so much for joining us um all the best of luck with lockdown hopefully it's over very soon and you can get back on the stage asap That would be great. That would be great. Thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're so welcome, mate. Hopefully see you back on the stage very soon and uh, have a great night. See you soon. Backstage Brew, the podcast. Never miss an episode. Search Backstage Brew on Insta, Facebook and Twitter.